Welcome to the podcast where relationships, confidence, and determination all converge into an amazing heartfelt experience. This is Speaking from the Heart. Welcome back to episode number 39 of Speaking from the Heart. And this is the final episode that we'll have on a Wednesday for now that we've been featuring several businesses that have been truly impactful in the ways and the unique opportunities in which they've been able to help serve the community as a whole. No matter where you live, no matter where you're at, we can always think of opportunities of businesses that are making a big difference and speaking from the heart. And I really want to thank all of the Wednesday guests that we've had to be able to complete this grand opportunity to give back. And I thank everyone that has ever supported this podcast to get to this point. It is deeply, imaginally appreciative for all the things that you have supported me in. Today, we have Paula Bruckner. Paula helps Generation X women feel confident to be able to exercise without judging themselves so they can improve pelvic floor functioning through movement. Through her offerings with her business, My Vagina Coach, which we will definitely talk about right in the beginning of why I have such a unique take on her business name, she actually provides unique opportunities through personal training in person or virtually, along with her on-demand opportunities to work through a wide variety of issues that might be involved with that area of the body. Now, let's be real. All of us go through these sort of situations in our lives, and the very things that we talk about are probably the most uncomfortable things that we would never imagine talking about with someone else. But me as a podcast host, I will say this. This was one of the most open conversations I have ever had about my fully functioning body. And even though I giggled so much with this episode, and even some of the people I have shared this episode with, I will not deny for one second that all of us have gone through these sort of situations on our own. But the fact that Paula has lived it and is willing to help others defines a whole new generation of people that can be supported no matter how uncomfortable it is. That is what truly makes people speak from the heart because they need this sort of help. With that, let's go to the episode. All right, I'm here with Paula Bruckner. Paula, thanks for sharing your heart with us today. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I have really enjoyed just our conversation before this. And yes, full disclosure, folks, I probably will be saying vagina a lot today because that is <laughs> the name of her business, My Vagina Coach. And I know that I am going to be ridiculed for the rest of my life about this episode, but that's okay. Because I said to Paula, even before we started, that I'm okay with it. I'm just a male just living in a female world right now. And that's okay with me. <laughs> that's right. You're going to do great. I am. And you're going to do great too. So Paula, I want to let the audience know a little bit about how you got to be able to start this business because they know a little bit about it and what you do. Mm -hmm. But can you elaborate on how you got to this point where you wanted to help people with the pelvic area? Yeah. So 2021, I had a very severe pelvic floor problem myself. And it was actually not in my vagina. 
Oh, okay. It was in my rectum. So this is something that can affect men too, because everybody has a rectum unless you have a... Everybody poops. That's what the book I read growing up. That's right. So everybody poops except for me at that time. Mm. So I had to go to a lot of pelvic floor physical therapy. It was a really traumatic time for me because I was just feeling sick all the time and I was not able to do the things that humans do. And so I had to go to pelvic floor physical therapy, which I didn't even know was a thing until I was doing it. I was going three times a week and not to get too graphic, but they massage you internally so that the muscles can relax. I don't do that because I'm a personal trainer, (laughs) (laughs) but you can do it to yourself. And I had to learn how to do it to myself too. Anyway, it was a time when I just really felt alone and I didn't feel like anybody had ever gone through that before, at least anybody that I knew or anybody that would talk about it. And I'm sure lots of people go through it. The thing that I have, I think it's like the statistics are a third of women who give birth have it. It's a fissure. It's really incredibly painful. And so healing from that, my muscles all tensed up in my pelvic floor. So you have a pelvic bowl inside your pelvic muscles and the bowl is made up of different muscles. There's actually, I can't remember the exact number. It's either 25 or 28 different muscles down there. So there's a lot of teeny tiny intricate parts. And some of mine were seized up coming out the other side of that. I thought, oh my gosh, I really need to help other people because it was horrible. And I don't want anybody else out there to feel like they're alone and that they have to do this alone because one, it might be taboo or two, their partner's sick of hearing them cry about it, which my partner was definitely like, I've had enough. Like this is too much information. This is too much every day, but it's consuming when that's, when you're sick and you're struggling with just simple body functions. It's horrible. So anyway, wanted to help people as much as I could. While all this was happening, I was taking my 200 hour yoga teacher certification. And right after that, I launched into my personal training certification. And so I could work one-on-one with people. And then Shortly thereafter, I got a certification for corrective exercise for pregnancy and postpartum, which I don't typically target postpartum women. I can work with them. My specific target is pelvic floor. I would like to mostly work with women my age and a little bit older, women who are still peeing their pants and their kids in college or their kids in high school, and they just haven't taken the time for themselves to rectify something that the medical world is telling them is wrong with them and telling them they need a cure for, which is a diaper or a period panty that you're peeing into. Like they're just telling you, oh, it's okay. This is just something that's going to happen. It's actually not okay. And there is something you can do about it. My mission is to help women who are like me, one, to be there for them if they need a friend or somebody to talk to, whatever. I mean, I call them personal training sessions, but you can sit there and talk to me for the whole hour if you want to. Can I ask you a question about that? Because that's really interesting to me that there's only 28 muscles really around that area that make a big difference into all the things that you listed. And Mm -hmm. I was sharing with you some of my family members, more specifically my mom Mm -hmm. that has gone through a lot of different things in her life more recently. Mm -hmm. And 
I know that it can be very uncomfortable. And I share yes. with you about even being uncomfortable, even talking about this because I'm a male. Right. But, right. but at the same time, even with the gender differences, I know that this is something really important and it's often overlooked. So for sure. Is there something that even as somebody like me that's maybe healthy in that area and even thinking about what some of the things are that we could do, are there exercises essentially that we could practice? Yes. So first, just to kind of touch on what you're talking about, if you're a dude or if you're a lady, whichever one, if you're experiencing constipation or if you're peeing your pants because men can pee their pants too. If you're experiencing erectile dysfunction, any of those things, they're all considered pelvic floor dysfunction. And there are exercises you can do. The one that has gotten the most press over the last 10 to 20 years has been Kegels. I'm not a fan of Kegels. I do not suggest anybody I know do Kegels. So if there's only one thing that you retain from this conversation or this podcast about vaginas is stop doing Kegels please. Mm. They are appropriate for some people, but for most people, they are not appropriate. The woman who is peeing her pants specifically, a Kegel is something that can potentially worsen the situation. We have muscles that are hypertonic and hypotonic. The hypotonic muscle is the muscle that's too relaxed. And sometimes people are peeing their pants because it's hypotonic, it's too relaxed. But usually the case is that they're peeing their pants because it's hypertonic. Imagine this, your pelvic floor, you're holding a brick. As the day goes on, you're holding this brick because your pelvic floor is hypotonic. It's too tight. So it's already gripping and trying to hold this brick. And along comes a sneeze. That's like throwing a second brick on really quickly. What's going to happen? Your muscles are already fatigued. They're already gripping. And so when that stressor comes on, the second brick or the sneeze or whatever it is, the jump, the cough, that's when the pee comes out because the muscles can't get any tighter. A lot of times if people are doing Kegels, it really feeds into that because they think a Kegel is just a contraction. If you're doing a real Kegel, you need to contract and then you need to relax for at least twice as long as you contracted. Mm. So the elasticity of the pelvic floor is really what we're after. Some really great exercises that you can practice at home are a cat cow. So that's when you get on hands and knees, all fours, and you arch the back and then lower the belly towards the ground. So if you need a visual, just Google cat-cow yoga position and you arch the back and then you let the belly drop towards the floor. When you're doing this, make sure your pelvis, which is sitting on top of your femur in your leg, which is that big thigh muscle, your pelvis during the cow, which is when the belly is pointing towards the ground, your pelvis is also tipped towards the ground. And then when you do the cat, which is the arched back, your pelvis is kind of tucked under. We want to make sure that the pelvis has good rotation on that femur. And that is helping with the cat cow. Another position you can do is a deep squat. So that would be like if you grabbed onto a doorway when you were in the doorway and bent your knees and took your butt down to the ground as far as you could go. Some people are more flexible than others. 
some people can drop all the way down and some people can only drop partially the way down. But that's a really good one. That actually releases the pelvic floor muscles and specifically the back pelvic muscles because the sit bones in the pelvis, which are the little bony protrusions, like if you stuck your hand under your butt right now and you felt there's like a bony part in there, that's your sit bone. Oh, I just felt yeah. it. Yeah. Did yeah. you feel it? Yep, so I do. When you do that dropping motion in the doorway, drop your butt down, those sit bones come apart. And so the pelvic bowl relaxes. So that's a really good one to do right before you do number two. Mm. Paula, I love that you're giving my listeners some <laughs> tips because some people are probably like, I'm never going to do this in front of my significant other. But I think it's really important that you do something for yourself because like I just mentioned earlier, it's 28 muscles. Everything has a muscle. If we don't use it, we lose it. And I even tell my own clients about that too. You got to practice when it comes to some of these techniques and be consistent. That's yes. really the role of a coach. So I love the fact that mm -hmm. you are open to, well, maybe not today because I see that you're upset. Let's talk about why you're upset because it is an emotional process in itself. So yes. I want to actually get into that with you sure. be because I know what you shared earlier, your testimony, my heart goes out to you that you went through yeah. that. Was that painful in the sense of not just the physical, which I know there had to be definitely physical discomfort, oh, yeah. but was there some emotional concerns, maybe some long-term things that even thinking about it today, is there some things that you still are processing with that? Is that something that you use as experience with your clients too, to kind of associate or relate to them? Because I know that sometimes even for me, I have to be open and transparent about some of the things right. that I go through because to be a good coach, you should be your best authentic self. So I'm right. just curious, tell me a little bit about that and how you kind of process that even to today. Yeah. Like I said, I felt really alone and it's hard to not have your body work properly. I'm only 42 years old. Like, I can't imagine as I age, more and more things are going to go wrong, but this is a pretty fundamental thing. If you're human, you need to eat, you need to poop. So not being able to do that stuff, maybe someday when I'm 80, I won't be able to do a squat. Okay, great. I don't need to do a fabulous squat in order to live my life, but I'm still going to need to be able to have a bowel movement. It was tough and there's not really a support network out there that I know of, but I'm sure that I can create. So that's what I want to do. I want to support people and let them know they're not alone because I felt alone. And I also want to let them know that you don't have to be an exercise queen to take care of your body. You can do a little bit every day or every other day, and you can give your body what it needs in order to move properly and do the things that you need to do as a human being. Bodies are complicated. I tell that to everybody. They are so complicated. They're so hard to figure out. And especially people, just the lay person. I mean, not everybody goes to the gym to exercise. I'm, I'm not guilty the, as charged with that. <laughs> right? I'm not the personal trainer that's going to tell you, you have to do this, you have to do that. But just like you were talking about before, consistency is key so that it's that infinite 
whatever, 1000%, 100%, where if you do a little bit every day, it adds up. So I like to think about it like if you're brushing your teeth for four minutes a day, you can also take care of your pelvic floor for four minutes a day and have similar results to brushing your teeth. You can keep the bad stuff away. I know that you have just started this. And mm -hmm. first off, I want to commend you for the fact that you're bringing some awareness to something that even I don't think about on my daily basis. I'm thinking about, yeah, I have to balance my checkbook. I have to do the clothes and right. make sure I change the laundry, make sure I change my bed sheets. Oh, yeah, I need to work on my pelvic area. Yeah, It's just something that you don't normally think about. So right. my question is this. I know there has to be people that are probably snickering right now. And I know that all of us let can be snicker. Let them snicker. That's <laughs> absolutely true. But some of us are just saying, well, you know, I'm not going to be old where I need to really worry about this. So when you tell people, well, you should start now, is there a reaction that you generally get? And if so, like, how do you address that? Because not only do I find this fascinating, but I just feel like some people are very skeptical at the same time. And my podcast has always been about diffusing the skeptical and just mm -hmm. taking charge of being able to do the things that you need to do in order to take care of business. And that's including this kind of business. So For sure. So yeah. I'll give you two answers to that because there's two things that are coming to mind. One, if nothing else other than don't do Kegels comes out of you listening to this, the other thing is get yourself a squatty potty. If there's nothing else you do to take care of your pelvic health, then get a squatty potty. If you bring your knees above your pelvis when you're having a bowel movement, then it puts your rectum, which is the exit door, the, the rectum comes through the tissue in the butt. It aligns everything properly so that the feces can pass through. So if nothing else, don't laugh because you have to poop. Everybody has to poop, yep. right? Yep. So there's that. The second answer to this is nobody comes to me and says, I need to be made aware of this or I didn't know about this. Everybody who has been drawn to me are people who feel like I do. They feel like they've either been through physical therapy or they need physical therapy or physical therapy didn't work or they don't know what to do with themselves. They're still peeing. They're still having pain. They're still having pain with sex. They can't have sex. There are so many things that I think especially women don't talk about and don't have a recourse. Like, let's just think about it for a second. A man can't have an erection. We have a pill for that. A woman is peeing her pants. Most every single mother who has had a child inside of her pees their pants, almost all of them. Like literally, how many times have you heard a mother tell their child, you're the reason I pee? I've I have, heard I that a lot growing up. I can't jump on the trampoline, right? I'm sorry, mom, if you're listening to this, I have heard <laughs> you say that. I'm just going to acknowledge that. And I understand now from listening to Paula. Go on, Paula. So a lot of people... I think are just drawn to my message because I'm talking about it. A lot of women are okay with saying, okay, yeah, I pee my pants or I have to cross my legs when I sneeze or this or that, but not many women are going to come out and say, I can't have sex with my partner because it hurts to insert, or I can't poop because I have a fissure because when during childbirth I ripped or whatever the case may be, 
it's almost like the peeing thing is okay, but the other stuff not okay to talk about. And I'm here to tell you, it's okay to talk about it. It's okay to be emotional about it. And it's okay to get help about it. With that said, you provide coaching opportunities for mm -hmm. people like that. So yes. can you walk me through like what a typical conversation would be for somebody that would be interested, just so that our audience sort of has an understanding of when we meet Paula, it isn't just mm -hmm. about a vagina coach. It's about so much more, which you have really gotten into the weeds, mm -hmm. uh, literally the shit about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm kind of curious how you do that. My ideal client is somebody who wants to come see me for personal training. I also offer yoga classes online and in person. And I am hoping to add, like you said, a coaching component. I have a beta program right now, which could very well be more than a beta program when this comes out. If you come to me and you say, I'm having XYZ, typically, if it's something that has been pervasive and is affecting your quality of life, I'm going to want to see you one-on-one -on -one for at least 12 sessions, at least. It's probably going to take more like three to six months and we can address it as quickly or as slowly as you want. And it's also going to depend on, are you going to do the homework that I give you? How invested are you in it? I do take on postpartum clients. I love working with them. I also take clients who are older. I just had a lady come in today who's 63. If you do come to me in person, I have a litany of questions I ask you nothing's off limits because I'm not going to come home and talk to my husband about that information. I'm going to make a treatment plan based on what your answers to your questions are and how your body is moving. A lot of these things can actually be healed or minimized with exercise. And I'm trained to watch and see what's happening and figure out how to correct that. That's the nature of the certification that I have. The other thing is if you're just saying, oh, I need like a maintenance plan or I kind of want to do this, but I'm not sure it's for me or this or that. I have in-person yoga classes. I work at a yoga studio called Just Plain Yoga. And on Thursday night at 530, we have a pelvic floor yoga class. It's pretty well attended. It's in the Camp Hill area. And people come from all around to participate Harrisburg area and surrounding. You can also take that online. So if you are further away, we do a hybrid model. So you can take the class live and then you can have access to the video for 24 hours. With my vagina coach, I have another program that's called morning yoga program. That's 10 to 15 minutes twice a day. That's like the brushing your teeth version, right? Yep. And those are recorded. And if you want to watch them, they're available to you with my membership for a month. So you'll get two lives a week with me on Zoom. And then the rest of the days of the week, like if you want to do it five days a week, you can have access to the video recordings and watch them and quote unquote, brush your teeth with me. <laughs> <laughs> Paula, I appreciate you sharing all that because I think for some people, just having that access to it is really important so that yeah. they can work on those sort of things as well. And it's all about access and just being able to yes. provide not only the knowledge that you personally have experienced, the firsthand accounts, mm -hmm. but even the people that you interact with, And which is my next question because I've worked with a lot of people since I've been open and I know that you've just started yourself. Mm -hmm. 
Is there somebody that comes to mind? And again, I always say to people, please don't mention names. You don't have to mention names. Of course names. I won't. Yeah, yeah. And I respect the confidentiality because I think that's really important so that we can build that trust and relationship with people. But is there somebody that stands out in your mind that you've already in your short time started with this and said, wow, I'm making a great impact. And that person was the reason why. Can you elaborate a little bit on that feeling of euphoria or what that person did to really achieve what they're going through? Yeah. So I have been working with a young lady. She's postpartum a year. She had twins. She was on bed rest. So a lot of strikes on her pelvic floor, her poor pelvic floor. She started with me. She was very down on herself. She had gained some weight. She was having a lot of problems and the twins are getting bigger. They're active. They keep gaining weight and she's not able to keep up with them. We've been working together about six months now and she has made a lot of progress. And I will tell you, she is very determined. She does all the homework because she wants to get her body quote unquote, back in shape. But really what she's doing is keeping up with her children. She's able to lift them at 20 pounds. She's going to be able to lift them when they turn 30 pounds. She's still going to be able to lift them when they turn 40 pounds because she's sticking with it. She's getting stronger and we've rehabbed her core. So basically, especially once you've been pregnant, if you think about a person from the side, looking at them from the side, the rib cage goes up because there's a big baby bump. So like chest goes up, rib cage goes up. That's called rib flare. And then the pelvis tilts down because big baby bump. So just imagine a pregnant lady with a big belly, pelvis turns down, rib cage turns up. You have the babies and guess what? Just because the babies aren't there anymore doesn't mean that stuff gets unstuck. So you have to do a lot of work rehabbing that. And she has done a fantastic job and I'm super proud of her and all the gains that she has made. And it has been super rewarding to watch her use the tools that I've given her and get her self to a point where she's like, I'm not fatigued when I take my babies to swim lessons anymore. Is this different from being a doula? I've heard that oh, yeah. term too. Can you talk about that for our audience? Because I know people know what a doula is, but mm -hmm. can you distinguish the difference between that? Because I think that's really important. I only know a little bit about what a doula is. A doula is a person who can help you through the birth. I yes. don't know if doulas yeah. help. I'll After help you, the birth? I'll help you out. WebMD.com okay, mentions <laughs> that a doula is a person who provides emotional and physical support to you during your pregnancy and childbirth. They're not medical professionals. They don't deliver the babies or provide medical care, but right. they have been trained. They usually pass an exam to help women, mm -hmm. pregnant women especially, and their families during that experience. Mm -hmm. So yeah. hopefully that helps a little bit. Yeah. So they're more, let's just say, of a person who can help you through more emotionally or say, oh, I had this during my pregnancy. You're doing okay. This physical thing is okay or whatever. They're not a doctor. They're not a trainer. They're not really a coach. They're a doula. Did you know there's also death doulas? So you can have somebody go through death with you as well as birth. I had no idea. Yeah. And I've been learning a lot. Apparently it wasn't just about vaginas. It was about death doulas. Now I'm going to have to go Google that. For my oh, listeners, yeah. I might have to put a link in about what a deaf doula is in case you're interested. But I'm sorry. Go on, Paula. Yes, I had never yeah. heard of that before. I'm going to go learn some more, though. 
Well, I highly suggest interviewing a death doula. It's really interesting. A friend of mine became one. So I know more about death doula than I do birth doula. Public service announcement real quick. If there is a death doula <laughs> listening to this episode, please get in contact with me. Podcast at yourspeakingvoice.biz. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Go so ahead. They actually, I guess, almost like hospice, if you know you're dying, or even if you just think you're at the end of life, let's say you're 65 and you're like, okay, I want to have death doula just in case they go through all your whole life with you and they talk about your regrets and your accomplishments, like so many things that they can go through with you. And sometimes they can help people really get a lot of resolution. And I think sometimes when people get that resolution, especially when they're kind of on death's door, it gives them enough to kind of tap out yeah, and say, okay, this is it. Wow. Paula, we're near the end of our time, but <laughs> let's talk more about <laughs> yeah, vagina. Yeah, Come yeah. on. <laughs> Conveniently enough, we're near the end of our time here, but I do want to give you the last few minutes. Give us a nice recap because you've been awesome to just be so open and share all this information. Mm -hmm. If people want to reach out to you and mm -hmm. just learn more, maybe have more of a specific conversation with you mm -hmm. about somebody in their family, maybe something that they're going through. Mm -hmm. Can you just tell us a little summary of your business and how they can get in contact with you? I'll give you the last few minutes. Thank you. If you go to my website, right on the very front of my website, there's a little button where you can say book a call. And that book's a 15 minute call with me. And you can figure out if we're a good fit to work together, whether that's at a yoga class at Just Plain Yoga, in my morning yoga program, like we talked about, where it's kind of like that maintenance, brushing your teeth type thing. Or if you want to work with me, one-on-one -on -one personal training. I currently don't have any clients via Zoom, but I'm not opposed to that. So if you're far away and you're listening to this, I can take clients on in that nature. I will also have my coaching program a little bit further through beta, and it will be more of a personal training style coaching program with exercises that you can do to help yourself out. Like I said, I am not a huge proponent of like exercise, exercise, exercise. My platform is actually, I help Gen X women feel confident to exercise without judging themselves so that they can fix pelvic floor dysfunction through movement. So that's kind of my big platform. Stop judging yourself. You don't need to judge yourself. You don't have to be this size or have this amount of fat or look like this or have lashes. We just want you to not pee your pants. Paula, first <laughs> off, there has been many times in my life that I thought, man, it'd be really cool to talk to somebody relating to this sort of thing. And there's been other times in my life I'm thinking, why did I ever get myself into this? <laughs> I've had a lot of mixture of emotions before I even hit the record button, folks, about this whole interview. But Paula, I want to be honest with you because I like to speak from the heart for a moment. Thank you. There's a lot of people that go through this sort of stuff and they don't take it seriously. And for you to take it seriously, given what your experience has been and mm -hmm. to do it in a way that helps others. Bravo. I really mean that because yeah. a lot of people can easily say, yeah, whatever. I think I'm just going to pass on this and not really think about it. But when we start to make decisions like that and we start to build that upon everything that we ever do in our lives that, oh, we'll get to that later or eh, I'm not interested. It starts to come, become our mindset. And I find that your mindset is something that is impeccable because 
not many people would say, I want to play around with pee and poop, or <laughs> I want to deal with all kinds of different things that come from the body and all kinds of excrements. But here's the deal. We all go through it. And that's yeah. part of us being human, that yes. those are going to be uncomfortable subjects. But if we're able to ask for help, that's what's truly important. And I think that you are providing a service that is allowing people to have that hope. And I want to give you some words of encouragement, somebody that is starting out myself as a business. You talked earlier about the community and trying to form something like that because there's not many out there. Do it. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Do it because it's so helpful to just surround yourself with people that have gone through it or are currently mm -hmm. going through it might be in the starting process of going through it because they're still waiting for a diagnosis. And you've dispelled a lot of myths on this episode about the importance of doing that. So for that, Paula, thank you for sharing your heart with us today. Thank, thank you, you for speaking from the heart. And thank I you. really hope much success for you, not only in the continuing of your business, but to also captivate and dispel the myth that it's okay to talk about vaginas and talk about the pelvic area because if Josh Smith, this podcast host, can do it, you being a male, <laughs> anybody can do it. So thank you, Paula. Thank you. I do, just real quick now that you said that, I do have one community outreach program that I do that is free. Great. It's a monthly book club. It's at Just Plain Yoga. It's on Thursday night. So if you want to come and go to my class, and go to the book club. It's the fourth Thursday of the month. And we read different either self-help books or books about sex or vaginas or menopause. We have on tap the Good Sex Rx, the Vagina Bible, a couple of Brene Brown books so far this year. If you check that Brene out. Brene Brown is my yeah, most favorite author ever. So I have a couple yeah. of her books on my bookshelf behind Maybe me. Maybe you'll so, yes. come since it's only in Camp Hill. Yeah, it's true. On a Brene Brown month. <laughs> I'll tell you what. You send me the invitation. I just might. Okay. Pa Paula, thank you again. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you. I want to thank Paula again for being on the show and being the most completely open person that I have ever interviewed or potentially ever interview on Speaking from the Heart. Because let's face it, did you know that you had 28 muscles in your pelvic area? I didn't. Did you think that we would talk about kegels and not doing them? I didn't think so. Did you think that we'd talk about rectums and vaginas? I certainly thought in a million years that I would never have to approach that subject, but here we are. But that's the deal. Sometimes life throws amazingly difficult curveballs in which you have to literally catch. And that's the whole thing, is that Paula saw me laughing so much during this before we even hit the record button. And she understood as a matter of fact, she was so understanding that she was even the one calming me down before we even hit the record button because it was one of those subjects that you often don't hear about. But we all go through it. And I know that you listening to this, you might have somebody that you know, even if you're not going through it, someone else is. And we have these generations that are going through all kinds of different medical issues that even in the last century we never saw would ever emerge. Let's talk about the things that we do want to talk about then, if we're really so concerned about it. 
cancer, heart disease, emphysema, heart palpitations, chronic heart failure, indigestion, Crohn's. Those are some of the many things that I've heard in my life with some of the family members that I have going through some of those things. But yet, do we laugh about that? Absolutely not. Why should we laugh about these sort of things, even if they are the most embarrassing? Now, I get it. Maybe some of you listening to the episode are thinking, well, I wasn't laughing at all, so I don't know why you were laughing, Josh. Touché. Touché. And I totally understand that. But yet, even with the things that we had to go through with this episode and talk about, and even though it made me uncomfortable, made me feel sick to my stomach that we had to talk about it, it made me glad that we did talk about it. That often asks the question then of, what are some of the things that make us absolutely sick of talking about because we're so afraid of being unwilling to share in those uncomfortable moments? Paula is one of those guests that has now defined my whole entire podcast because she has been able to share with some things that often we don't want to talk about. We often feel discouraged because if we did share it with somebody, it would be so embarrassing that that other person would never feel the same way again. It isn't about maturity because, sure, maybe I needed to grow up a bit. But yet, at the same time, it's about the maturity of knowing that we all go through these different experiences. And having the respect, no matter where we're at with those situations, is what's so vitally important. Now, it's true. I have clients that come through the door and do talk about some of the most embarrassing things in their lives. But it's not about pee or poop. It's not about vaginas or dicks. It's not about all those different types of body organs that we often giggle about or often don't say because we know that it can be viewed as being very, very embarrassing and not appropriate. But did you know that there was a death doula? I didn't know that either. And here we are at the very end of the episode talking about death doulas. I had no idea that people would do that to make their end of life more comfortable. But that's the thing. Don't judge. Because you don't know where those people have come from. It's so easy to fall into the trap of judging. And it's in the same category as being able to make a stereotype about someone or some class of people. And you know that not all people are the same way. We're all unique, as I even said in a more recent episode with one of my guests talking about the fact that we all have a unique identity in which we can share, that we can create, and that we're able to do what is necessary or what is really the priority. We have to find ways in which we have to adapt. Even if that means we have to get our old squatty potty out and do it the way that we learned, going back to basics. And that's what I truly, most utterly respect about Paula and anything else that she said in this episode, whether you agree with it or not, because these are the things that allow us to understand the human condition. This allows us to understand that there can be relief from the different types of things that we go through. These are the things that allow us to perform the exercises that can be life-altering and 
change the outcome of the rest of our lives. That's exactly what I do for my clients, whether that is through life coaching, whether that is through business development, whether that is through professional development, whether that is being a better public speaker. Those are the things that we're able to create quality for. And even if we have those setbacks, just like Paula did for many, many, many years, we can still stand up and know that we are able to walk confidently forward, working through some of the most embarrassing things that often we don't realize are happening to each other. We need to have more awareness. We need to pay attention. It's just one of those things that we've even talked about in some of the more earlier episodes of this podcast. And it's all about being an active listener. But now, Paula has taken it to a new stage in which I have to elaborate more on. Because it's not just the active listening in which you are able to discuss and articulate what that other person said because you've been paying attention. It means about fully understanding, living in that person's shoes for one minute, and knowing that you can go through that experience of feeling uncomfortable. In Toastmasters, we have something quite like that called a table topic. If you ever visit a Toastmasters club as a guest, you will always have that opportunity to do that in which you speak one minute extemporaneously about a subject that is given to you. And for those that have never tested that theory before of trying to speak for one minute, especially if you've never done it before, it is the most uncomfortable, embarrassing thing that you ever thought possible. You almost want to sit down and be forgotten. You'd wish that you never got called on or even volunteered because guests are optional in participating. If you think that's embarrassing, if you think that that's really discouraging, then I think then you really understand why I did this episode then in the first place. I could have said to Paula, no way. Why would I ever have a business called My Vagina Coach on speaking from the heart? Do I speak from my vagina? No. I speak from my mouth. It's not in the pelvic area. That's the whole point of this. We all know that we can be very uncomfortable with some of the things that we normally don't want to do. And Paula is testing that theory and pushing it to become more comfortable. She is the epitome of what this is all about. Being able to become comfortable with the uncomfortable. Being able to learn from the different varieties of different opportunities that we have in our lives. This is what it's all about because we can do this. If we're willing to do this, we can learn from each other. We can push through. We don't have to judge. We can work those 28 muscles in our pelvic area and be even more healthy than we ever thought possible. That is why this was the most important episode yet to do. Because we are learning to not do this alone. We are learning that we have to give ourselves the priority. We know that the longer that we feel embarrassed and afraid, we're never going to make progress. But what if we just took a short amount of time and we worked on ourselves just a little bit each day? 
Those days turn into weeks. Those weeks turn into months. Those months turn into a year of improving ourselves. And that is the most important thing that we could ever do to treat ourselves, not only with respect, but with confidence, relationships, and determination combined into the ultimate best version of ourselves. That is what makes this truly important. Thanks for listening to episode number 39 of Speaking from the Heart. And again, thank you so much to all the businesses featured on these Wednesday episodes. And I look forward to hearing from your heart very soon. Thanks for listening. For more information about our podcast and future shows, search for Speaking from the Heart to subscribe and be notified wherever you listen to your podcasts. Visit us at www.yourspeakingvoice.biz for more information about potential services that can help you create the best version of yourself. See you next time.